This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by ArtTactic.com. Now on our website, we have a lot of brand new great reports you should check out, especially as things start to slow down a little bit in the art market. August in particular is quite slow, so it's a good opportunity to catch up on some reading that you may have missed. On our website, we just released our Raw Facts auction review for the first half of 2019, so we break down the auction results for the first half of the year and see how things look as we head into the second half of the year. We also have some auction analysis, both from our London, the London Old Masters auctions, which occurred in July, as well as the London Post-War Contemporary auctions, which were in June. So make sure not to miss those. Visit ArtTactic.com. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. This week's episode, we chat with Nana Decking. He's the founder and CEO of Artery. Their mission is to create a vast artwork registry. You may have seen Artery in the headlines a few months ago when they partnered with Christie's for one of their auctions. So all of the lots in that auction ended up on the Artery artwork registry. We chat with Nana about that experience and if they're planning on working with auction houses moving forward. It seems like there really are a few competitors in this artwork registry space. Will all of them survive? Most likely just one or a couple will. We ask him which ones he think that will survive, why he thinks it'll be artery, what's the key to really gaining traction and having staying power in the art world. We also talked to him about just how much demand there is for something like this at this moment. Are we really in the beginning of stages of this? What's the level of interest and what's really driving these conversations now? So we hope you enjoy the conversation. Thanks so much. Nana, thanks so much for speaking with us. Thank you, Adam. Great to be on your show, man. Yeah, it's great to have you. So Artery, really, you made headlines really a few months ago when you partnered with Christie's for one of their auctions. Um, tell us about that partnership and how were winning bidders at the auction actually able to engage with your platform after the sale ended? Right. Well, Adam, what, what happened was that, that as, you, as you know, and, and many people must have read about it by now, we're creating this digital registry actually register meaningful events in the life cycle of an artwork. That sounds like a mouthful, but I think what you, that people start to understand what we mean with that. And uh, as you know, the, the, in this whole art world, a lot of information about artworks is actually dispersed, especially if it comes to art from not living artists. Uh, so there are tons of statements made about artworks, either by scholars, either by different dealers or by auction houses or by museums. Uh, when an artwork goes on loan, and all that information is actually out there, but it lives it lives in dispersed uh, places like an archive or in the drawer of an auctioneer, etc. So, what we're trying to do is to make sure that at a moment that is actually an aggregator taking place of that information, and a sale is the ultimate aggregator of information about an artwork, to scoop it up and to make it visible and publish it on a public registry together with that artwork. And if you look at the collaboration we had with Christie's, we were actually very happy with that because it means that one of the biggest players in the art market, and in this case, actually the biggest, believes in, in more transparency of information. So what they did with that Absworth sale, so whenever an artwork was sold of the Absworth collection, that information lives already in a digital space, right? You can see it online, you can see it in their online auction uh, catalogs. 
And all we do is through an API with Christie's to get that information in our registry. So it's a statement of Christie's. It's not an artery statement. We just facilitate, we make it visible. And what we add to that, since we believe that people like Christie's and Sotheby's and let's say the biggest players in the marketplace, at least to do diligence, they do diligence about the information of the artwork, but also do due diligence about the ownership of an artwork. That statement we feel is good enough to add a layer of security on that. And that's the only reason why we at these kind of records use blockchain technology. What we do is actually we hash the information of Christie's and also secure it in the blockchain. And that means that anything you will read on our public registry cannot be altered. And if it is altered, you will always see that the hash is not connecting anymore to the blockchain so that someone has manipulated our database. So we create an unalterable time-stamped record of that information of the apps worth sale, if I limit myself to just that collaboration. So that's what we did. It seems there's a few competitors in this space. What do you think is the key to really gaining traction and becoming a registry that has staying power in the art world? Right. You know, there are absolutely some competitors, which is only good. By the way, we all know each other because we are basically part of this blockchain and art bubble, uh, which in a way it also is, because as you know, blockchain as such, to my opinion, is not uh, the solution. Blockchain is, 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 is really great if you have good information. And that's why, for example, the pharmaceutical industry and the banking world starts using it as well. So there are, the, the competitors we have, uh, Adam, to, to, to answer your question, they have a different angle. They become the marketplace or they're trying to become the marketplace. Whereas the big uh, distinction between us and our few competitors is that we don't want them to become the marketplace. Um, it's my personal belief, having been in the art market for a very long time, as you know, I was vice chairman of Sotheby's in my last job. I've been with the Wildenstein Galleries for many years. I'm currently also the chairman of the European Fine Art Foundation, TAFAF. So I know a lot about the art world. And I don't necessarily think if you throw out all that knowledge that's out there, um, there are after all trust systems that have a lot of information that can be trusted. You know, it's not that everything that's said by art dealers or auctioneers or auction house people is not true. The vast amount of that information is actually true and based on research. And we feel that part should actually be registered. And the good thing is if it's on the public registry, when things are not correct, it's actually seen much faster than uh, something that lives in the drawer of someone working at Christie's, a file that, that lives in the door of someone working at, uh, at Christie's. So, we actually want to collaborate with the marketplace. It, it gives them uh, a certain accountability, and it definitely gives the people buying something at the, in the marketplace the reassurance that the information that you got from either the dealer or the gallery owner or from the auction house person uh, lives in the public space as well. So I think that's the big, the big difference between us and the other people in the space that we're in. And so will you try to partner with auction houses for future sales? And I guess, you know, it's interesting. I think that's a really good way to get a lot of these artworks um, onto a registry, right? It already goes through this clearing mechanism, if you will, these auction houses, um, which have done a lot of due diligence and vetting. Um, yeah, so how important is are the auction houses and working with them to become, to, to increase the registry with a lot of artworks? 
Right. So we are going to announce more collaborations with auction houses, with dealers, uh, with art appraisers, with whatever kind of entity that can layer another, um, you know, that can add another layer of security to a record. You know, a record is basically nothing more than an artwork, an image, and tombstone information. But we try to get more information out to people about artworks. But I'm sure you read as well that we've we've also acquired a big database with millions and millions of sales records. Yeah, and we're going to show that right? as well. It's yeah, it's called Auction. It was called Auction Club. It's now Artry. It's actually it's the database that Claire McAndrew used and still uses for doing the analytics for the Art Basel report. So the Art Basel report is actually now based for for a big part if it comes to an, the analytical part on, on the Artry database. So we're going to show that and we're going to offer that for free. And we're not saying that those records are now all of a sudden more credible because all we know is that it is a sales record. But the moment you have other information about that particular record, which then comes from Christie's or Sotheby's or from an art appraiser or even from a bank that used to work as a collateral, you actually make visible that there are other parties or, or entities involved that know more about that artwork. And that's the level of, you can call it integrity or the level of security about an artwork that we try to bring to the market. We're not saying it's true. We're just saying this is a record that we have or that we know about. We know that an artwork has been sold. But on top of that, we actually also know there's an insurance company that insured it. Uh, we also know that there is a bank who used it as a collateral, or we actually know that Sotheby's or Christie's or Bonhams has sold the works, has sold the work. So as, as the user of the database, you can see which records are out there with more information and which records are out there with just a sale record. Yeah, I'm interested in learning more about how you're going to leverage that data. So let's say I'm a individual and I see an artwork um, that was in the auction club yeah. database that I had purchased at auction. How do I actually interact with Artery and you know claim ownership of that? Um, and then right. you know in the future maybe I sell it to someone else and I'm gonna presumably I would transfer some something to them that they could then um, mm -hmm. claim yeah. correct and authentic ownership of that work on the registry. Well, we've, thank you, Adam. That's, that's of course, a, a, for us, an important question because that's the, the key of the product. First of all, it's, it's good to know for the people listening right now, we created a system where Artry under no circumstances will ever be able to find out who the owner of the artwork is because having been in the art world for so many years, I know that would be the end of the affair. It would mean that people never would get from any market player important information client relationship is not with us. We cannot even know who these people are, but we have created a way for these owners to actually communicate with the marketplace or with people we collaborate with. So think Zillow, right? The real estate uh, database or the, the sales platform for the real estate market. When Zillow started, the real estate agents were petrified. They thought, oops, now people are gonna sell houses among themselves. But that's not possible because these different house owners cannot communicate with themselves. They, among themselves, they actually can only communicate with the participant of Zillow, and that is actually uh, the, 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 the real estate market, so the real estate agents. So the market has grown there rather than shrunk. 
And that's what we did as well. We, we create an encrypted messaging system for a record holder, if the record holder wants to, it's not obligatory, we can't force anything, to actually say, I own this artwork. Um, or I actually want to have this artwork on loan to a museum, or I'm interested in an in insurance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there is a level of communication that we can facilitate, and the main beneficiaries are actually market players, and um, and we, we benefit of course because becoming a matchmaker comes with a price, and I think it's very important for people to understand how we make money. Because you can then see, that's also why Christie's uh, and Sotheby's uh, became more interested, is the moment they see that you can make money by not becoming the marketplace, they see you as, uh, as, 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 you know, as a company that they actually want to engage with rather than just a competitor. What if I, I'm, with fakes, I'm just thinking about fr- fakes, forgeries, what if I claim to own something on the registry that I don't actually, let's say I have a, a fake of it and I claim to register, you know, I register and say I own the, um, you know, the authentic version of that. I guess what kind of safeguards do you have um, for those kind of scenarios? And the first safeguard is we don't allow individuals to register anything. That's one of the main reasons we bought Auction Club, that you start with a vast amount of data uh, and the other data should come from the marketplace. You know, and that can also be a, a gallery owner in the Lower East Side who sells a, a $2,000 artwork. That uh, gallery owner will be allowed to register an artwork. And that gallery owner is actually also the person who can give the, the, what we call the encrypted key uh, to the new owner to engage with Artry and actually to be the unknown or at least the, the, the anonymous owner of that artwork with if you own the encrypted key to actually show that the record that lives in the R3 registry is your record, then you can actually say, hey, look, this is actually my artwork, especially if you have your bill of sale present, etc. But, um, you know, in the end, we have, to be, we have to be very sure that you start not... I don't believe that you should open it up to every collector because, as you know, then all of a sudden, a lot of people start to put rubbish in your in your database and we want to keep it pretty clean as clean as we can can keep it i wanted to ask how much demand do you think i guess where do you think we are in the art market in terms of the perceived need for a registry i guess do you feel like you know when i talk to people collectors you know it's not something that comes up yet maybe it will in the future do you think are we just kind of really at the beginning of stages of this? Um, where do you see we are, and where you know how, how long do you think it'll be before this is a common practice in the art world? Well, based on on all the research we've done, and and we've done we've just uh, raised a substantial amount of money from new investors. So, in, you know, twenty twenty, for example, is one of the investors. So, these people give money because they start to believe in the product, and the reason why they believe in the product is on the research we've done. Needless to say that the owner of Chop Choi, the hopper bought at Christie's, is not the first kind of collector that needs archery. They have their own people doing research for them. They have a, a wonderful person who's in charge of uh, the record keeping of the collection, etc. But the real strength of the product is for people buying, like me, for example, between 500 and a few thousand dollars. Uh, because if if you if you look at these collections, there are so many collections out there 
maybe worth 50000 maybe worth $100,000, where people actually don't keep anything they get from a small gallery owner or have lost that. So here that you can now become the anonymous collector, you have your own collection management system because the works that are registered are, are actually at your fingertips through an app that we've created. Um, but you will always be the only one who can make that combination of artworks. I think that's where the use case is. There, there is a big problem with the art market because it doesn't grow. Uh, as, you know, you've, we've all read all these reports. The, the art market over the last 10 years actually got smaller. And that is because there are no new people who are getting engaged in this market. And that's where we feel the growth will be. This will be a, a different collector's experience for people. And uh, that's why we're talking to actually a lot of young gallery owners and a lot of people who start to collect. And of course, we cannot talk to every gallery owner in the world. So that's why the publicity we get by collaborating with the biggest market players in the world is hopefully going to help us. And we're going to spend a lot of money on marketing, actually, to explain what the product is. And that's also why we open up our vast database, our price database, up for free, so people can start to, uh, to engage with us and learn what actually the benefits would be if your artwork is registered with us without being known as the collector, but still always have access to that information. Nana, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and chatting with us about artery as well as just registries in general in the art world. I think it's really interesting, this area of the market and where it'll head. Uh, if our listeners want to learn more about artery, what's the website they can visit? It's uh, www.artery.com. So it's as simple as that. It's A-R-K, uh, sorry, A-R-T-O-R-Y, Arturi.com. Perfect. Thanks so much again. We appreciate it. Tremendously enjoyed it, Adam. See you soon. Bye-bye.